Excited to uh, have you guys all here this morning. It's funny, you know, last week I talked about, um, we talked about purging, we talked about um, pruning, and then we talked about rest. And uh, last week I said, hey, you know what, it's okay um, if you miss a Sunday. And uh, I said, you can rest and stuff. And it looks like a lot of people actually took us up on the whole idea. Rick, I'm sorry. I, I should have thought through that one last week before, but I, but I was talking about resting, and I, and I actually gave the church permission to miss a, a church on, on Sunday. Not this specific one. I didn't say that, okay? So I just, I want you to, to know that. But um, we have a privilege this morning of having Rick and Jen Pasquale with us. And uh, Rick is a missionary to Italy and just doing an amazing, amazing work. And uh, Rick and I met quite a few years back, and I remember the first time I ever met Rick, I thought, man, this guy right here is intense. And um, just listening to him, he knows the heart, uh, really, of Jesus is what I really believe, and understands that God is doing a work in and through, um, not only there, here in America, but also around the world. He has an incredible, incredible story, and I can't wait for you guys to be able to hear that. So would you just give a warm welcome to Rick Pasquale? That was good. <laughs> good morning. Everybody good? Okay, you're not good, but that's all right. Let me read you this scripture before I get to talking, because this is... Uh, made an impact in my life this week. I've been at a, every five years, us missionaries have to go to Springfield, Missouri to um, get more training. I don't know if they ever stopped training us, but I guess we're always supposed to keep learning. So, um, but I, this, this scripture dramatically impacted my life. I've been preaching the gospel all over the world for over 40 years. So I've preached this passage that I'm going to read to you many times. But I, I want to read this, and then I'll, I'll lighten the, the, the air for a second. Uh, Acts chapter uh, 1, verse number 7. Jesus had just started talking uh, to his disciples, and, and he was asked a question about when you're going to set up the kingdom, thinking, the disciples thinking, it's going to happen right now. It's time. It's the moment. And um, this is his response in verse 7. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates. The Father is set by his own authority. But you will receive power. Wow. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth but you will receive power. So many people think that um, when we accept Christ that it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be hard. You know, it was easy being a sinner. And sinners say it was hard being a sinner. You know, ask that lady that just got, is in rehab now and starting to get her kids back. I bet she's liking her life a whole lot better now than being messed up on drugs. But you you talk to the normal person, they think, oh, no, 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 that, that's hard being a Christian. Well, how many of you have been serving God for more than 10 years? How hard is it? How hard is it? It's hard? It's easy? You don't want to answer. 
Okay, I'm Italian, you're not, I got that. But this will be a whole lot easier if there's noise out there on this side of the room versus only the noise on this side of the room, okay? So whatever you're used to, let me have noise out there, and this will be a little freer 45 minutes, all right? Um, thanks, Brian, for having us. Um, you know, when you are a uh, minister of the gospel and God takes you out of America where I had a great life of traveling all over the world and cool, 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 and uh, saw thousands and thousands of people one to Christ and preach conventions and district stuff, and it was cool. Then God says, change of assignment. Sell everything you got and take your wife leave your three daughters and your seven grandchildren and move to Italy and pastor the International Church of Rome. Now, for you grandparents in the room, I have any grandparents in the room. Are some of you just not going to raise your hand no matter what I say? Okay. Uh, for all the grandparents in the room, it, it's not so hard to leave the three kids. It's harder to leave the grandchildren. Hey, I'm getting response now. My God, the old people woke up in the room. All right. Now, I'm in your category. Seven grandkids. You know, I know I don't look old, but I'm cool. All right? Um, and, and God changes that assignment. Now, match everything I'm going to say today up with what I just read. But you will receive power. Jesus sets you up. No matter what your assignment is, God's going to set you up. Okay? No matter what your assignment is, God's going to set you up. So you can have the power to live a great life in victory with Jesus. Okay? I'm going to say that again. A great life in victory with Jesus. Raphael, look at this picture. 70-year-old man. See the guy, bald head, looking up at me right there at the altar? Devout Roman Catholic, multiple doctorate degrees. Um, devout Roman Catholic. Would come to the door of the church and knock on the door and would not come in the church because his priest told him, if you come in this door, you'll go to hell. But because he saw action happening in our church, he wanted to have coffee with me so for a number of months he kept as we'd walk in he said pastor I want to take you only in Italian I want to take you to coffee I said Raphael I'm busy today I got I got a meeting da, 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 and I just scooted on in and got my life going and 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 finally on the way in one day I said to my wife we're going to take Raphael to coffee today now this is early in our first time of being in Rome, and, and, and she says, well, how are you going to take him to coffee? You don't understand enough Italian. You definitely don't speak enough Italian to have a conversation with this guy that only understands and speaks Italian. I said, I don't know, but we're going to take the man to coffee today. So for one hour, I listened to this man tell me how bad life was, how messed up our world was, how bad 39% flat tax is in Italy. Uh, just bad, 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 bad. Finally, after one hour of hearing this and comprehending everything the man said, I looked at him and said, God loves you and has a plan for your life. In English. And he looked at me. I said, Jen, say it in Italian. She says it in Italian and tears start running down his face. 
Over the course of the next four weeks, Raphael starts in the back of the church, moves to the outer courts, moves to the inner courts, finally finds himself on the last row of the church four weeks later. I'm preaching, God loves you, has a plan for your life. Raphael gets up out of a chair, walks to the front of the room, gives his life to Christ. Boom. That's a typical altar response of our Sunday morning. I serve 69 nations of the world presently, so when I look at my congregation, there's 69 different nationalities looking at me. So when you think about heaven, that's what I get to preach to every single Sunday. It is cool. So I got different styles of worship, and by now they would have already clapped me down about 10 times because certain nationalities have a whole lot more um, vivaciousness to their sitting in a church service. So I know I'm in Adrian, Michigan, and Pastor gave you the weekend off, and you're going to listen to some missionary. I got that. All right, but I'm with you. So Raphael is now on... A whole different assignment. Well-educated. Made plenty of money. Cool things happening. The weekend he gives his life to Christ, he comes to the front. I get down off the stage and people want to talk and pray, etc. And, and Raphael turns to me and says, would somebody pray for my mama? In Italian. I look to Jen. I said, Jen, you got to go pray for his mama. 93 years of age, never ever heard God loves you, has a plan for your life. Never heard the word God loves you. On her bed, 93 years of age, in her, in her apartment, Jen goes to her apartment with a translator and leads this 93-year-old lady to Jesus. The next day, the next day she dies. God loves you and has a plan for your life. It's up to us to be this ambassador, this person that God's saying, go do something. You can't just say, okay, God, I'll do it later. God set us up to lead Raphael. So I'm your missionary. I'm your representative in Italy. You didn't know it? I am. You send me money every month. And after today, it's going to be more money, so I'm good. You just don't know that. The deacons get all, don't get nervous yet. I haven't taken the offering. Next picture. So there has to be a transformation, right? Things have to start changing. Publicly now. Remember the priest of a Catholic church that's of his parish right down the street from our church had told this man, if he comes in the door, he's going to hell. That's called baptism in water. I love baptizing that man. You should have seen my congregation. They went ballistic. I mean, they cheered and clapped, and it was incredible. Next slide, please. Now look what Raphael does. Welcome to ICF Rome. That's what he does. He tells everybody that you need to go hear that pastor. He thinks I'm the greatest thing there is on the planet. Maybe you ought to think your pastor's the greatest thing on the planet. I, I'm starting to think you got some slow people in your church. I set you up so good, church. 
Now, I'll give you another opportunity later because some of you are still staring like deer in the headlight thing, but we'll, we'll get it. Before the end, I will get you, all right? Raphael's story is incredible because I believe God sent me to Rome to lead Raphael to Jesus. If nobody else on the planet, I got to re lead Raphael to Jesus. Raphael and his mom, mom's in heaven. Raphael gets to go to heaven. But you talk about a mouthpiece for our ministry. Raphael thinks God changed his life. You've got to go hear this preacher tell you. He tells everybody. He's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has radically changed his life. He has more degrees than most of us in this room all put together. He don't look it. He is very unassuming. But this was a, a doctor, a professor of university of, of philosophy at Roma University for decades this guy had a life change because some church like yours decided, I'm going to send this Italian dude named Pasquale. We're going to send him to Rome. He's going to be a missionary, and he's going to tell Raphael about Jesus. Isn't it cool how God works that out? I'm the, I'm the guy that went on your behalf, I, but you're the people that gets to send me and pray for me, so... I want to tell you, how many believe in miracles? Okay, now let's go another step. How many need a miracle? Okay, so six of you in this room need a miracle. So let me ask again. Because I'm about to pray for you to have a miracle. This week I will be the guest speaker at a camp called Fahola. At, at, and, and I will be their guest this week and, and preach starting tonight through Thursday night. It's not very far from here. And I have volunteered to sing in the choir. Because you know who the choir director is? Miss Audrey Clay. Now my very good friend is Doug Clay. And while we're sitting in the back seat of my car two nights ago, while he's talking to his mother, he says, and Pasquale's going to sing in the choir. So the superintendent of the Assemblies of God volunteers me to sing in the choir. So the first thing Miss Audrey Clay says to me this morning is, oh, you're singing in the choir. I said, yes, ma'am, I am. I'm, I'm singing in the choir. I'm not going to disobey. It's easy if you really want to say yes to God. Some of you are going down, your, your path has gotten messed up. Something happened. Somebody said something to you. Somebody disappointed you. Church messed up. This person messed up. Somebody messed up. And you decided that because of that, that will be my excuse and I will start going down this other trail. God's going to change your life in a few moments. But some of you, things happen. Six and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with a giant cell tumor in my head. Giant cell tumors are extremely rare. They're usually found on the long bones of your leg. They're a benign tumor, but they're a bone-eating tumor. They just... 
This one happened to be my head and was chewing into my skull. A little bit longer and I'd be dead. And so it's extremely rare and because according to six years ago I was the seventh documented case in the entire planet where somebody had this type of a tumor in their head. So when you get that kind of information, now this is pre-Italy now, when you get that kind of information, the first thing that happens to you is you say, oh my goodness, this ain't supposed to happen to me. Because when you look across the table and a doctor says, your options are you're going to die. I said, don't we have option two? No, you don't have option two. You're going to die. There's no cure for what you got. I said, yeah, there is. Now they're in. Now, how many of you know that when you start your journey in life, everything is not going to be absolutely perfect? Has anybody ever had a problem? Has anybody ever had a disappointment? I'm going to get somebody to raise their hand sooner or later in this church. Anybody ever had somebody disappointed you? Did any of you lose some money? Did ever anybody in this room make a bad investment? Did any of you ever have a child that disobeyed? Did you ever have a parent that messed up? Look, kids, kids are smarter nowadays. They knew they shouldn't raise their hand. They're being seen by everybody in the room right now. My parents are perfect. Except for the preacher's kid. How he raised his hand is because he was behind him. He raised his hand. He said he's messed up. I like that. Listen, stuff happens. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. I wish that Bible verse wasn't there. I really would like to take that one out. What that means for those of you that don't know is it means it, bad stuff will happen to good people. I didn't want a tumor in my head. I wanted to see my grandkids be incredible people, not just little kids. I wanted to watch him play ball. I wanted to watch him graduate. I wanted, I wanted to see him get married. I wanted to live a long time. You have an option. You're going to die. So well, I sure don't like your options. He says, I need you to go see some guy. So I walk into a place, and nobody had ever said the word cancer to me ever. They said... Uh, in the name of this building, Cancer Research Center. I said, oh my goodness. I start crying like a baby. My wife starts crying. Because no doctor had said those words. I'd never had a report that said cancer. So we're walking in this building, and I had set up a phone appointment with the doctor because somebody told me, call this doctor. I called this doctor on his cell phone. So he set up the appointment at 1 o'clock. So we go into this cancer research center here in Detroit and we walk in and so we walk up to the counter and I said I'm here to see Dr. Yu this lady sitting there doing her job whips her head up in the air and she says Dr. Yu's on vacation in South Korea for a month I said no he's not on vacation 
he's going to be here at 1 o'clock to have an appointment with me. She says, who are you? I said, my name's Rick Pasquale. She says, I have no records. I said, ma'am, Dr. Yu called me on my cell phone. She says, let me stop you right there, sir. Do you know who runs this whole place? Do you know who the boss of all these doctors and all these people are in this place? It's Dr. Yu. He doesn't call no one on his cell phone except for his wife. I said, ma'am, I'm going to tell you right now that Dr. Yu called me on my cell phone to set up an appointment at 1 o'clock. Now, before I got too upset, she stands up. I'm standing up. I'm looking at my wife. The, the room it, where all these people are waiting are getting a little bit edgy because they see this Italian man saying a little louder stuff to this lady. And about that time, in walks this man from on the other side of the room. He looks at me. I look at him. He bows. He says, you must be the pastor. I bowed back. I said, you must be the doctor. And I watched doctors, nurses, tech people, secretaries, everybody else that had any kind of identity in that whole place start running. They have no records of me. Dr. Yu's supposed to be in South Korea on a one-month vacation. He's not even supposed to be in the country, and they can't understand why he's here. They had done a test on me, and basically what happened was they said I needed an operation. A Muslim surgeon who I interviewed said, I can take that tumor out of your head. I said, okay, you're on. He said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a preacher. I travel all over the world trying to get people to go to heaven. He says, well, I'm Muslim. I said, okay, good. But I find out you're the best there is about taking tumors out of people's heads. I said, by the way, how do you do that? He says, I take robot, put it in your head, and take tumor out. I said, I'm good. But if you're smart enough to do that, you're smart enough to open my head and take my tumor out. That's how I thought. So they wheeled me in November 21st, scalped me, did all the stuff you're supposed to do. My wife and three daughters are standing there, and, and I, this surgeon walks in and says, uh, uh, it's going to be serious. I said, I know, but we're going to pray. He said, I figured. So I took him by the hand and said, uh, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, today that you help this surgeon do his very best to take this tumor out of my head. They wheel me down, knock me out, start the process. Hour and a half into the surgery, this doctor walks out into the waiting room where Brother Leach is and a few other people waiting on my surgery. My wife's there, and the surgeon grabs my wife and says, we had to abort this surgery. We do this surgery, your husband would have done one of two things. Died or lost his ability to speak. And I know that he's a preacher and he travels all over the world trying to get people to go to heaven. I could not take that from him. Did I tell you he was Muslim? Yeah. God's got this. God's got your life. God's got my life. So God sets me up to have this phone appointment with this Dr. You guy. I show up. Now you know the pre-story. Now listen to the end of the story. Dr. You and these 
all these doctors, they pushed me into the back room. Here I am sitting with my wife in the back room. Now, remember, surgery stopped, new doctor, scared to death, cancer center, not knowing. See, sometimes even us Christians have difficult moments where we're nervous and anxious. Three Christians in the whole room ever got nervous or anxious. Man, you got the super church of the planet, I'm telling you. So they sit me in the room. I'm sitting there, I'm holding my wife's hand very tightly. Because remember, I had two options, death or death. Already been through the processes, the surgery stopped. So in walks this doctor I'd never seen before, opens the door, he bows at me again, and he says these words, God has sent me to you. Now listen, I've lived in Detroit. I've lived in Detroit area for about 36 years. I've been all over, I've been all over this state. I, I, I got, our doctors in Michigan usually do not introduce themselves that way. But this one was sent by God on a mission. God's got this. God's got you. God sent me and Jen to Rome to lead Raphael to Jesus. Since then, in the last four years, we've seen a little more than 5,000 people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. People ask me all the time, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to win a million people to Jesus. He said, a million? How are you going to do that, God? It's our job to tell. It's God's job to save. Do you hear what I just said? It's my job to tell. It's God's job to save. It's your job to tell. It's God's job to save. Every one of you in this room have at least one person that needs Jesus. Hello? One person. What if this be the year they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Our job to tell. God's job to save. The Dr. Yu sits down next to me. He sees how nervous I am. And I said to him, Dr. Yu, how are we going to do this? He says, God's got this. I said, what's that mean? He said, God's got this. He says, we're going to use radiation. We're going to let God take the tumor out of your head. I said, you know and I know that radiation doesn't work on giant cell tumors. He says, I know. God's going to get this glory. Now, what's the chances of a born-again, spirit-filled Korean surgeon showing up at a meeting when he's supposed to be on vacation in South Korea and tells these 10 leading brain surgeons, one of which was mine, the Muslim guy, sitting in a room trying to figure out what are we going to do with Pasquale's head? And this surgeon says, let me look at his case because they couldn't figure it out. What are we going to do with this guy? Listen, my friends, if you're a doctor in this room, medical person, nurse, God bless you. Thank you for all that you do. But the one thing I've learned on my journey is this. God bless the doctors, the nurses, all them kind of people, but they don't get the final word. They get a word, 
but they don't get the final word. The final word about our life comes from God. And I'm going to say it again, God loves us and has a plan for our life. And when our plan is finished, that's when we get to go to heaven. Don't you want to go to heaven? I want you to take somebody with you to heaven. So as your missionary, what we do is we do live stream, YouTube live. When we're going back, we're doing some other kind of new kind of live. And we're finding out the Buddhists in China are finding Jesus as Savior. We're finding out Muslims in Indonesia are finding Jesus as Savior. It's amazing what has happened because when I said God told me to do something, I believe that God told me to do something. And on my journey, there may be some obstacles, there may be some difficulties, but God's got this. Every time there's an obstacle, I look back to God and say, okay, God, you better get this one because this one's big. Now, I went on a journey for a year, and that year, I stood every weekend, some platform somewhere in the world and said, God loves you and has a plan for your life, and God's got this. I was telling my testimony before it happened, knowing that any moment this tumor could chomp one more time and I'm done. That quick, and I could die. I said, I watched cancer, diabetes, hearing problems, breathing problems, Lupus, I mean, all kinds of disease go away. Because I believe that what I preached is true. What God says in His Word is true. Watch this scripture. Put up the Mark verse for me, please. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible. Everything. What do you mean? Another version that says, what do you mean if I can? How would you like to say to God, I'm not sure you can. I think God can do anything. Listen, my friend, if he can create you, he can fix you. Okay, don't tell me you think you came from a monkey. You were created in the image of God. I'm going to say it again. If there is something going on in your life today, God can fix it. What do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if you believe. So the doctors may have said you have cancer and you, you're too far gone. God. Doctors may have said you have diabetes and you've had diabetes for so long. God. God may have... You, you, you keep saying to God, God, when? How about today? You're going to remember that weekend, this dude from Italy showed up. The pastor gave half the church the vacation day. Basically, he was saying to all y'all, the offering's going to be huge because all the people that have some money is going to be in the room today. problem is God's already talked to a few of you to say this is what you're supposed to do see we need a lot of help with it you're gonna win a million people to Jesus you need a lot of help 
Casey came and helped me for three months. Yeah, that was good. I need some more of you to come help me. Three months, one year, two years. Come on. We have interns. We've got staff members. We've got, we got an international church, and I'm going to take his best since he let half, half the church off on the weekend that I'm here. <laughs> you will never live this down, Brian. <laughs> I'm friends with Audrey Clay. Because I'm singing in the choir this week. And some of you better show up and sing with me. That's all I know. How many need a miracle? Now raise your hand. In a moment, God's going to do something powerful in your life. You see my style of illustration is I try to make sure it's light enough in the room. Because if you really talk about the seriousness of death, it's hard. Nobody wants to hear I'm about to die. I didn't want to hear I was about to die. But how did God bring a Muslim surgeon in my room to tell me, I can't do this surgery and I can't take this from you? When they found out the tumor was no longer in my head one year later, you know who the first surgeons was to greet me? The Muslim surgeon. He says, I've read the report, Pastor. And I found out there is no more tumor in your head. He said, everybody at this place knows it couldn't have been radiation because radiation doesn't work on giant cell tumors. I said, I know. God did this. The little place I'm talking about is Henry Ford. All of us have heard of Henry Ford. Hear me today, my friend. God sent me to Adrian, Michigan on this day to tell you you're one prayer away from a miracle. How about today? Some of you, you need to get back on the right course. You're, you're, you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. You got trapped. You got snuck out. Something happened. Today's your day. Some of you just need an old-fashioned miracle where God changes your life. Cancer gone. Diabetes gone. Whatever. Arthritic condition gone. Hearing problem gone. Whatever it is, one prayer away. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you that it's true. I thank you, God, for miracles. I thank you, Lord, for taking the tumor out of my head. That I get to be now the pastor of the International Church of Rome and one of these precious people's missionaries telling people God loves them and has a plan for their life. Thank you for bringing Adrian Bethany into my
heart for that person that is lost. They're just lost. They find themselves doing things they shouldn't be doing. God, today, change your life. God, for the person in this room that's sick in body or has a condition or there's a relationship problem or something's going on somewhere, God, today, let them have a miracle. I pray it in Jesus' name. While your heads are bowed and you're thinking about what I've said, you say, I'm the guy in the room today. I'm the lady in the room today, but I'm not going the right direction with God right now. I'm making choices. I'm doing things I know I shouldn't be doing. I'm not talking about today your church attendance. I'm talking about you are right with God. God lives in your life. You're striving to the best of your ability to follow God. If you're not there today, sir, today could be your day for a change that will change you and the destiny of you and your family for a lifetime. You could be that teenage kid that thinks you've got everybody fooled. My friend, you got nobody fooled. Today, let it be the day that you choose Christ. First prayer request, first thing I'm asking, if you say, Pastor, I need that kind of a prayer today. I need to ask God to forgive me. If you're in this room today, and you say, that's me, I need that prayer. Lift your hand up real high wherever you are in this room, and I'm going to say a prayer for you in just a moment. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. Someone else said, God bless you, ma'am, back there. This is about sin now. This is not a miracle of a healing. This is something's wrong with your destiny of the direction you are going spiritually. Let there be no misunderstanding. Anyone else say, that's me. I need to have a life change in my life today. God bless you, ma'am. Okay, that's 13 people, if I can still count. In a moment, your life is going to change. One prayer, life change. Every sin you've ever committed is going to be gone. Say, man, you say that with so much confidence. Listen, (laughs) I've seen the roughest of the rough have life change. And I say it like this. If God can change my life, he can change anybody's life. I was a rough dude. (laughs) But God loves me, and God loves you. Anyone else want to join those 13? Just sneak it up there real fast right now. God bless you, young lady. God bless you back there. God bless you back there. God bless you back there. Okay, cool. All right. Those of you that need a miracle, raise your hand right now. Some kind of miracle in your life. Physical miracle, miracle in your family, miracle. I need a miracle. Lift your hand up high. I'm only asking one time on this one. Okay, everybody in the house, please stand. Everybody. If you are one of the altar workers and you did not raise your hand for one or two prayer people that pray in this church, okay? If, if that's you, would you please come here real fast? You're, you're a prayer leader or something, you're that. But you did not raise your hand. Please come here. Walk faster, please. Okay, so I'm going to need more help in a minute. All right. It's cool. They're all on vacation. All right. They got the Sunday off. Pastor told me he could do that. All right. Called what? Prayer team. I'm missing this folk. Prayer team members. You're welcome to come here right now. All right. You raise your hand on prayer number one. I need to have a life change. I want you to step out of your chair right now. I want you to come here. 
Come on. 13 feet. Let's see. I'm up to 17. Come here. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. You raised your hand. Let's go. No, no. Face me. Face me right here. Face me right here. Let's go. All right. Now, come on. I know how to count, and I know I didn't count three. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Let's go. All right, I'm going to make it easy on you. Everybody right now, because there's at least ten more people, everybody right now wants you to turn to the left or turn to the right. Say, neighbor, do you need to walk down there? I'll go down there with you. Do it right now. Turn to your neighbor. Say, do you need to walk down there? I'll walk down there with you. Then take them by the hand and walk them down here. Some of you are scared, aren't you? You say, Pastor, why would you make me do that? Listen, this is really the easy walk. Walking out those doors, that's going to be the different walk. Because things got to change. Seriously. Can't keep doing the same things. The difference is God's going to walk out those doors with you. Somebody else want to walk? Anybody else want to walk? All right. You raised your hand for a miracle. Come here. Come here. That should be about uh, 50 people. Let's go. Girls are cute. Y'all jumped up there. You know you raised your hand on prayer one. All right, let's go. Come on. Now, if you have a hard time standing for a length of time, just go ahead and sit on the front row. Scoot in a little bit closer. Please don't make them people stand way back there. That, That wouldn't be appropriate. My grandson, that's nine years old, sat here and watched everything that happened today. My grandson, Rocco, our firstborn grandson, got to be with Poppy this weekend. You know the first words out of Rocco's mouth when we get in that vehicle in a little bit? Because he hasn't seen me in a long time. He's going to say, people came to Jesus today, didn't they? Because he's been on the road with me for years and years as a little tiny kid. Today, he's going to get in the car and say, Poppy, people got saved today, didn't they? See, heaven right now is looking down and saying, you know what? We got this. Jesus is looking right now saying, I got this. There's not a sin you've committed that God can't forgive. So there's a bunch more that joined. I saw you sneak in. It's okay first prayer we're going to pray. We're going to say out loud. I'll repeat it in short phrases. You just say it out loud. The difference from this prayer is God's going to listen to every word that's going to come out of your heart. Not just your mouth, your heart. Okay, so here you go. Pray the prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask you right now, come into my heart, into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing it. 
because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Can everybody lift up two hands? Lift up two hands right now, real high to the Lord, and say, thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Would you do it? Say it again. Thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Put your hands down. Now, about 15 of you are now in the standing up here. There is somebody that's at the front of this room in a minute. Before you go back that direction, I want you to tell them, I said that prayer in a minute. That's all I want you to do. Easy? Okay? So 15 of you are going to say that. Now, I've preached this message today with three broken ribs. (laughs) I had a cracked sternum three weeks ago. Five major contusions on my spine. I dove at our church picnic three weeks ago on Saturday and did that. I was in the hospital for five days. They flew me over here, etc., etc., etc. I didn't know if I could preach today. This one thing I know, when I'm going to pray for a miracle, when my doctors got me in Springfield this past week and saw what had happened, they said, we, this is trauma one, we immediately operate on these kind of fractures. I said, well, before you start operating, would you at least take another scan? They put me in this CAT scan machine. They came back to the room, the IV's in, ready for me to go into surgery. Springfield, Missouri, just this past week. They said, the thoracic surgeon says, here's your scans from Italy. Here's all your cracks. Here's your scans from Springfield, Missouri (laughs) at Cox Medical Center. Ten days later, this crack is already gone. These contusions are already gone. Now you only have three cracked ribs. My church is praying, praying, praying hard for me because they know I was going to be with you today. Because I wanted to preach for you. But I wanted to tell you that God loves you and has a plan for your life. I wanted you to hear that you're one prayer away from a miracle. Now how I made it through that sermon with my normal style, and I didn't let it go. I I winged it a little bit there. God's going to do a miracle for a bunch of you right now. This is what I want you to do. I'll say the prayer. By faith, I would like you to just lift your hands to the Lord say, Lord, I believe that I'm about to receive a miracle. The people that are standing that are front, you're the prayer workers, you're the altar workers. In a moment, when I'm done praying this prayer, I want you to just simply start placing your hands. Don't say long prayers, just simply touch them. Because I'm going to pray that God is going to impart to you a supernatural power for miracles to happen. God's going to do the healing, but you're going to be the representative for God. Jesus, I'm asking you for miracles. You see every one of these people right now, and you see the faith they have to lift up their two hands. And they're believing that, God, you can take cancer out of their body right now in Jesus' name. You're believing, I'm believing, God, and I know that you can take all manner of sickness and disease out of their body. So whatever their condition is, God, you can heal that right now in Jesus' name. 
So I'm believing you, God, right now for a miracle for every one of these people. So God, do it in Jesus' name. God, I pray for other conditions. I pray in Jesus' name that you do miracles, whatever the other situations are, that they've come forward, family, relationship, job, whatever the other miracle type they may need, give it to them today in Jesus' name. Now, leaders, would you begin to lift your hand and put put your hand on their heads and say, God, in Jesus' name. God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be healed in Jesus' name. Do a miracle in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You said all sickness, all disease, all conditions you can do. God, do it for my friend today. In Jesus' name. Do it for this lady today, Jesus. And this lady today. And this lady today. And this lady today. God, in Jesus' name. Do it today, God. Do it today, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to begin to say thank you Lord for doing this miracle for me thank you Lord for doing this miracle for me thank you Jesus for the testimony that's going to come the miracle that's going to happen for me Jesus I believe you God I believe you God I believe you God I believe you God there's nothing too hard for you God there's nothing too hard for you God hallelujah to Jesus hallelujah to Jesus Now I want you out loud to say, thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. Thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to look at me. Now, if it's up to me, every miracle would happen with every prayer. That's what I believe. Say the prayer, miracle. But I had to go on a journey for one year to see my miracle happen. So what I did is I took what my doctor said. God's got this. You saw the picture of that. So I wrote the sermon called God's Got This. And I made this band. And every day for the rest of my life, I will wear this band. Because no matter what I got, no matter what my situation is, God's got this. Rocco looked over at me today and he says, "Uh, Poppy, I see you got your band. I'm always going to wear my band. Listen, if it's something as simple as that, some of you got friends that should have heard this message. On that back table today, there'll be some CDs and plastics and stuff with that kind of stuff on there. But I have these bands back there. It's not the idea of making money. Money helps my refugee ministry in, in Rome. That has nothing to do with this. I want you to understand, no matter you wear a band, doesn't matter. Something's got to come out of your mouth that says, 
I believe. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus said, anything is possible if you believe. I had to get up every day knowing that one more chomp or one more tumor bite could kill me. I got up and said, God, you've got this. I believe. But what I really need from you today I'd love some prayer. So when you walk out these doors today, there's going to be a table. Will you just take one of these cards and say, I'll pray for that dude. Pray for my wife. She's an incredible pastor of our church. <laughs> incredible. But she has to put up with me, so she needs a lot more prayer. Men, I know that you're all angels in this house and that your wives don't need to pray for you. Please, everyone, take one of these. Listen, ma'am, you. God changed your life today. I'm telling you. God changed your life. God changed your life today. Listen. This is not just an accident some dude from Italy shows up in Adrian, Michigan. It's not accidents. Accidents don't happen like that. This was a God-appointed day. So thank you for listening to me today. Pastor Brian, this is you. And if you want to hear me again, I'll be in Rick and Jen, will you guys come up here, just both of you guys, real quick? Is your grandson over there? He's probably out. He's already out. He's ready to man that booth real quick. I want us to do this. Kasha, if you'd join me up on stage real quick. I want us to uh, just pray for their ministry and pray for what God is doing there in Italy. Um, this week, uh, Rick and Jen will be uh, at family camp, which is at Fajola Camp. And uh, the evening gatherings, I believe, are open that anyone can just come uh, at 7 o'clock. And so if you'd like to come and hear more, God, we know, is going to do some great things. So I want us to pray specifically for this week, but also just that God would continue. There is great need. You, you heard Rick say this, over a million people is who he's asking God to uh, give him. And that's a great, great, great number, but we know we serve an even greater, greater God. And uh, we know that miracles took place here in these altars today. And uh, so here's what I'm going to ask. If you believe a miracle took place in your life, I'm going to ask you to stretch your hands out towards them right now and believe God for a miracle for them just like they believed a miracle for you. So God, right now, I thank you for Rick and Jen. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in and through them. Lord, I pray even for Rick's body right now that physically, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, God, that you would just restore health and strength to him right now, God. I pray, God, that these ribs, God, that were, have been cracked, Lord, I pray, that God, God, that you would bring healing to him right now, God. God, you're a miraculous God. You're a God who does wonders. And so, Lord, I pray right now from the top of his head, God, that you would just heal him, God. I pray strength to every part of his body, God, to the spine, God, to the thorax, God, to every piece of his body 
body, God. May it work exactly how you designed and created it to be, God. God, you've taken a tumor out of his head. God, you can do a work right now in him. And I pray, God, strength to him. I pray this week, God, anointing upon him. God, that as he brings your word, God, I pray that, God, miracles will continue to take place. And, God, that you will strengthen him, God. I pray, God, for their ministry there, God, in Italy right now. And I pray, Lord, that your spirit, God, would awaken and continue awaken, God, inside of that country, Lord. I pray, God, that a great awakening would continue to happen in other people's lives, just like it happened in Raphael's, God. God, you touched that man, and there are so many others, God, who are there in that country that you desire to reach, that you desire, God, to move. And so, God, I pray that they would have an encounter with you, God. God, I pray for Jen, God, that you would just give her, God, just a continued wisdom, God, and a continued passion, God, as she's continuing to pastor alongside and to pastor that church body. I pray, Lord, that you would just, God, give her exactly what she needs, God. God, and the things that she'll be facing, God, I pray, God, that you would just provide for them in unheard of ways. And God, we're believing for over a million people, God. We're believing with them, God, for a million people, God. We're believing, God, for hearts and lives, God, to be touched, God. We're believing, Lord Jesus, God, for a great awakening to happen, God, across the entire city, God. I pray, God, that Rome would never be the same, God. God, that literally the history books, God, would be rewritten because they would say there was a moment, there was a moment in 2018 when God awakened inside of that country, and God did something there that has never been heard of. And God, it would be a great awakening of your spirit, God. And we thank you for all that you're doing, God. We thank you for their ministry. We thank you, God, for their heart. We thank you for bringing them here. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're going to continue to do. And God, I pray that we would leave this place today, God, different. Even as Rick was saying earlier, the easy walk is coming up front, but God, the real journey is when we leave this place. I pray, God, that we would leave with a mission of saying, who can I bring with me? Who can I bring with me? Who's the person that needs to hear this? Who's the person that needs to hear this message? And I pray, God, that you would pour your spirit out. We love you, and we thank you, God, for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And, you know, God is uh, just doing some great things, and I hope that your life was completely changed. Please grab one of these prayer cards, as uh, Rick was saying that. Um, also, if you would like to give specifically towards them, we don't normally um, receive a special offer or anything like that, but if you would like to, you can earmark uh, an envelope in the seat pocket in front of you. If you just put Rick on the front of it, then we'll make sure that that goes right into Kingdom Builders and goes directly to them as well. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, I would say the prayer team will be up front, but I, I think we're good to go. So have a great, great week, and uh, we'd love to see you guys next Sunday. And uh, tell people who weren't here, say, man, you missed it. I'm telling you. Because um, here's the thing. Rest is good, but there's also, man, not missing the house of the Lord together. There's something to be said of that. So God bless. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.